It was the summer of 1999. I was nannying for family friends two states away in the Ozarks. We arrived on a Friday, and on Monday morning, I walked out of my bedroom to see my dad sitting on the couch. Surprised, I looked at his face, and I knew. I said, Mom's dead, isn't she? He said, yeah, she is. I let that sink in. It was something I had prepared my whole life for. Um, but when I looked back up at his face, I saw that there was more. I said, what? Tears streaming down his face, he said, Amanda and Samantha. His voice trailed off. At that moment, it hit me. I was supposed to be there. I was supposed to protect them from her addictions, and I wasn't. I forgot to tell my dad that I wouldn't be there. I sank into the couch sobbing. Three days later at their funerals, I remember hearing a song over the, the intercom, an old hymn saying, it is well, it is well with my soul. And I remember looking at the casket, seeing my seven and four-year-old sister's bodies, my mom's ashes at their feet, thinking, it is not well with my soul. I can't sing this song. How can anybody sing this song? I was angry. The next few years spiraled downward. I had depression, anxiety. I was isolated from others. I had suicidal thoughts. In the middle of my junior year of high school, my dad's job transferred to Texas, and we moved. That's when I hit rock bottom. I spent day after day, night after night in my room until one night my dad came in and said, get up, you're going to youth group. I didn't want to go, but I threw an Iowa Hawkeye sweatshirt on, go Hawks, and got in the car, and he drove me to church and dropped me off in front of the youth building. I remember standing outside that building thinking, I don't want to be here. What do these people have to help me? They're all fake. I didn't think Christians could do anything for me. But I walked in, and feeling incredibly lonely and terrified in front of this group of teenage boys and girls. Um, a man across the room saw me, and he had a Nebraska Cornhusker shirt on. And immediately when he saw my sweatshirt, he said, Midwest is the best! <laughs> Just like that. Big, tall, six-foot-five guy zoned in on me and came right across the room, gave me a big hug, and said, we're so glad you're here. That man, Brian Bessie, and his wife uh, embraced me and led me to the Lord and showed me what it means to have a relationship with him. And over the next year until I graduated high school, they listened to my story and they encouraged me and gave me hope and told me I should go back to Iowa for college. And so I did. I went back to the University of Iowa, go Hawks, and met my husband, got married, and we started having children, but still, after all those years, I had the burden of guilt and shame on my shoulders that I didn't protect them. I was supposed to protect them, and I didn't. Every year on the date of the accident, I pull down what I call the crash box. It's this box that I keep articles from the accident, um, my mom's clothes she was wearing when she died, the balloons from the crash site. It has all of these mementos in there. I take it down, I go through them, I have a good cry, and I put it back on the shelf for the next year. The summer of 2017, I went down to my basement, same as always, pulled down the crash box, 
opened it up and started going through it. I looked at the articles, as I did every summer, and started reading them. But this particular summer, three names popped out, names I had read so many times before, but this particular summer, for some reason, they just kept popping out at me. It was Steve, the sheriff who investigated the accident. Um, Josh, who we call the Good Samaritan, who drove alongside my mom's car, trying to get her to turn around. And Carla, the widow of the man who died in the other car, a man who passed away because of my mom's destructive choices. These three names kept popping up at me as I was reading, and all of a sudden it dawned on me. I have the internet. I could probably find them if I want to. I don't know why I never thought about it before. So I ran upstairs, my kids were sleeping, my husband was out of town, and I got on the internet and started searching for these three people, and I found them. Within an hour, I found all three individuals on Facebook. And in a moment of pure insanity, though now I know it was God, I messaged them. I don't even remember what I said, but I messaged them. And not thinking that I would hear back from them, but within a week, I heard back from all three. And all three had the same answer. They said, thank you for finding us. We have had this heaviness on us for all this time, too. And we started building relationships with one another. We talked on the phone. We send Christmas cards to each other now. Um, I met one of them in person last summer, and I got to hug him, Josh, in person and talk to him for two hours and meet his family. It was a blessing. And in all of this, the burden was lifted. I no longer had that shame and guilt of that it was my fault that I didn't protect them because through all of that, the Lord had redeemed what had been broken. And that summer of 2017, as I was driving around in my car with my kids most of the time, um, the song Even If By Mercy Me would come on and that song would break me every time, the lyrics. That even if you don't, Lord, you're still good. Even if the, the story doesn't turn out the way I think it should, you are faithful. Those lyrics would just... I was a mess every time. But there's one line from that song that would break me every time. It's the last line. It's an old hymn that brought me back to their funerals that said, it is well, it is well with my soul. And it finally was. Thank you.